0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. TDN Fantasy.
1: The TDN Fantasy Podcast. With your hosts Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians.
0: Welcome into the TDN and Fantasy Podcast. Paige Dimakos, Jake Gary, and Jamie Eisner, and it's Monday, Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to all of you that are listening. But more importantly, Happy Week One of the NFL. We have NFL kicking off on Thursday, people. As much Yay. as I, as much as I want to enjoy uh, Labor Day, like yeah, give me the hell pass. This I'm like just cruise control to Thursday, please and thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely just want to get there just want to watch football very excited uh for the first game excited to talk the lines this week uh all the football lines for week one it just seems like man we're officially here so it's exciting it's exciting to get to to this part of the year um because it it seems a little seemed a little longer this year than ever before so just happy happy to be here um but as, as we talked about on our Friday show, we knew that there would be an inevitable Clowney signing not that long after we got done with our podcast, and that's how things work. Uh, we knew he would sign this weekend. Um, and I think there's one person on the podcast who's especially very excited. He's not going to the Saints, so he signs. Uh, I think the two of us are very excited. Jamie, probably by proxy, it's like the whole podcast. We're very excited Dave and Clowney did not end up in New Orleans. Um And he ends up signing with the Tennessee Titans. So, Jake, do you like the fit for Clowney and for the Titans?
2: I like the fit for both. He's back with Vrabel, who he started his career with in Houston. I think he felt comfortable there. I think they upped the offer at the last bit. The Saints couldn't make enough money, you know, round up enough money we talked about to make it happen. Uh, I don't think it matters much. They needed a pass rusher bad. I don't think it matters that much for them. I'm not giving them a half a game win because of it or anything. Uh, New Orleans could have used it as well. I mean, they got the young Davenport. They've got some pieces, but having another elite pass rusher would have helped. I'm ecstatic that they didn't get him, but he got the most money there. He's back with Rabel. No state income tax in Tennessee. I'm sure he's happy about that.
0: (laughs) Jamie, do you like the fit for Jadavian Clowney and the Tennessee Titans?
1: I do. They needed somebody opposite Harold Landry. And as Jake said, you know, you're back with Rabel and and that defense there. Uh, It's, I applaud the attempted creativity by the Saints there to get somebody else to sign them and pay the roster bonus and then trade them, um, which we heard initially might have been Cleveland, now we're hearing it might have been Jacksonville they were working with, I mean, it, it was it was interesting. So I appreciate the creativity there, but uh, they could not make that work. And you know, you brought up Davenport, and I know this is about Clowney, but what's gonna get lost in the Saints cap hell over the next couple of years is just the absolute ridiculous trade they made up to trade up to get Davenport and how that's gonna continue to be a big thing that hurts that organization. Not as much, but significantly uh, compared to the salary cap. But uh, I I think – I don't know what Jake's stake is, but as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl winning ticket owner, uh, I was happy not to see Clowney go to the NFC South. So uh, I will take that there. But but in all reality, the Titans needed another piece there. They only had Harold Landry. Uh, They're going to need to play this – look, I don't think we talked about Ryan Tannehill on the show last week. He's not going to be as – prolific in terms of efficiency as he was last year but this team can still win based on playing solid defense and handing the ball to Derek Henry 875 times which is what they've been doing the last few years they can repeat that formula they're still not I don't think they can hang with the, the very tippy top of the AFC on their best day uh, if everybody has their best game but this is another piece to kind of help them get there and, and let's be honest it's a very winnable division
0: yeah absolutely very very winnable division and uh wasn't surprised to see Clowney sign here because i I just you knew that they were gonna the tennessee titans were gonna be able to offer the most money um and i think that's that's where i looked at people i had multiple people who are now just trying to figure out if the bucks can sign everybody and at this point i was like you know what the bucks can sign everyone and i won't be surprised because everyone wants to play with tom brady this was just like the one guy that i was like don't think he's the guy that wants to take the discount. Like, just don't really think that this is the dude that's going to be like, you know what, Saints, like, I want to try for a Super Bowl. I'm going to take the discount. He was going to take the deal with the more mo- with more money. Like, I just – I don't think this was the guy that you guys – people were kind of trying to associate. And I get it. I understand, after, especially after Burnett stuff, that it's just like, at this point – would you be surprised if anybody ends up with the Bucks? Like, no, I get it, I understand. But this—the Tom this, Brady
1: effect carrying down to Tampa Bay. This was the yeah. what happened in New England every year. Anybody who was a free agent. Like, oh, oh let's link him to the Patriots. All the yeah. way down to Josh
2: Rosen.
0: Yeah, yeah, all the way down to Josh Rosen is right, which is I uh, will be interesting to monitor as it becomes more uh, as it becomes more relevant uh, because he's not going to be not going to be not going to be doing much right now. But uh, hope for him as somebody who watched his little time that he had here in Arizona. I hope he gets a shot because he's had seven coordinators in five years or something ridiculous dating back to his college years where they tra- changed mid-season and all this craziness. I'm like, I hope he gets some stability. I hope he checks the ego. I hope he learns from Tom Brady. I hope he soaks all of it in and, and BA and everything. And I hope he hope he has an opportunity. So. I think it
2: is worth noting, though, that he turned down a couple active roster spots, 53-man roster spots to come be on the practice squad in Tampa. Like Pretty if cool. it's not the Tom Brady effect, going all the way down to a practice squad spot, yeah, is it to a to a T. I, I, I love it. I thought it was a brilliant signing for them. This year, more than ever, you need depth everywhere you can get it. And if you have a protected practice squad spot, there's four of them a week, and a guy that can learn your offense and if he has to play, it was the 10th overall pick for a reason, right? I don't think you lose anything by doing that.
0: I'm, uh, I'm excited for him knowing that too because it kind of shapes the attitude that he has, right? That he's more in the, hey, I want to learn and, and get better and have an opportunity and I'm not, not going to go fight for a spot this year. I'm going to go sit somewhere where I'm going to learn and soak it all in and hopefully get an opportunity down the road to play. So good for him. Uh, the other The other signing that happened this weekend that we wanted to talk about, mostly just quick fantasy thoughts here, is Adrian Peterson signing in Detroit. So, Unfortunately for me and Hank, he didn't decide to go play in uh, Chicago. He decided to go play somewhere else in the division. Uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts on his fantasy relevance? Because you rostered him on a team. So, you know, this is a good opportunity to talk about what what you think.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not somebody I'm rushing to pick up right now. Uh, The appeal of Adrian Peterson before was that he was going to be the first and second down back and getting, you know, 15, 16, 17 carries a game. He's injury insurance in Detroit. They just put Bo Scarborough and IR. De- DeAndre Swift's been banged up this offseason. on Johnson always seems to be banged up. And the only other back on the roster is now Ty Johnson. So uh, this is a very smart move for a team that wants to have a more balanced offensive approach with Daryl Bevel, that they need this injury insurance. You know, if, if on Johnson gets hurt early and Swift is still banged up, then yes, he would become relevant a lot like the same way people were picking up J.D. McKissick and Ty Johnson and – West Hills and all those guys last year. But uh, I think it's more of a case of this is a better football move than a fantasy move because I think a few people are going to have to get hurt in front of him slash stay hurt for Adrian Peterson to get enough work that you're going to feel comfortable picking him up and starting him even when bye weeks get here.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a great football move. You had the, the the most veteran of veterans you could add to a young, unproven, I don't know about unprofessional running back room yet but they could learn from a true pro right and adding him to that running back room who could fill in any week who picks up the offense very quickly uh, was brilliant I, I don't know what kind of fantasy value it has like Jamie said I'll, I'll stick with exactly you, what you said there from a football perspective on a team with coaching question marks and GM question marks and what's going to happen with the turnover and all that kind of stuff I love adding another veteran presence to probably the youngest most inexperienced room on that team
1: and to that point about the fantasy value, so as, as Paige mentioned, I drafted Adrian Peterson in the eighth round. We were a 12-team league, five bench spots. Uh, I'm scrambling a little bit at running back because I had Armstead, I had Peterson, I had, so I, I've had some weird things happen with those mid-round flyers. Uh, I did not pick him back up in our league. So if, if that gives you any indication of that, I do not feel like unless you're in a very, very deep league, he's somebody you have to worry about picking up anyway. All
0: right. Uh, moving on, if you are a, 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 a true listener in the podcast, if you listen to every episode, you know, the terminology waiver wire speed dial, because we bring it up quite often on the podcast. And Jamie wrote an article today on the draftnetwork.com with a couple of different guys that he's got uh, identified as waiver wire speed dial guys. So Jamie, the first guy on your list is Daryl Williams. So tell me about why Daryl Williams is on the list. He, why is he on the waiver wire speed dial?
1: Yes, and for those that need a quick refresher, these are players that I would not be picking up yet, but players that I want to keep a very close eye on about their usage because I want to strike a week or two weeks before the rest of the league or the rest of the fantasy community starts to buy in. Uh, Darrell Williams is a player that I'm going to watch a lot of on Thursday just to see how often he's in the game, what situations Andy Weed trusts him to be in. Is he going to be in very obvious pass-blocking situations? Is he going to, When is Edward Hilaire coming off the field? He's somebody I want to see because as the stat I brought up on last year's show and all off season about, you know, since Kareem Hunt was cut, the only player in the Chiefs roster to get 14 carries in a game since then is Damian Williams and he's not going to be there. So I still want to, I'm still tempering my expectations for just how much work. I know Peter King came out today and was predicting himself and he said, this is his own prediction. It's not what he's hearing, but you know, like 20 touches a game. We all want that, but, I'm not quite sure we're going to get that right out of the gate. So I'm very interested to see because if he, we're starting to see him in a lot of passing down situations, maybe a, you know, splitting some time in four-minute drills, he could be somebody that has some deep fantasy value in PPR formats because he is a player that has been able to get in the end zone the few few times he's been on the field in the last first couple of years. So he's someone I'm going to pay really close attention to whether I have edwards lair or not because I think we're going to learn a lot about how both guys could be used early in the season in week one. Yeah, I love it. The,
2: the big thing, protecting Patrick Mahomes. Until you know exactly what the rookie is going to do with live bullets flying on, on week one on Thursday night, you're going to protect your franchise quarterback that they just paid half a billion dollars to. Right? I mean, the whole thing is it's the exact same thing Aaron Rodgers was going on with Jamal Williams in Green Bay until Aaron Jones came on last year was a monster and they had to play him. If Clyde Edwards-Lair becomes that dude, they're like, okay, we can live with this. In the meantime, Williams is going to be a thing, which means if he's in there pass blocking, he's liable to – Patrick's liable to run around and make one happen, dump it off to him, has a big play. There's value there.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh, it's one of the reasons that the Clyde edwards Solaire hype train is so crazy to me right now, one of the many reasons. But uh, I think I told Jamie early on, I, I heard uh, this morning, watching Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt, dude, you – I cannot understand. Christian McCaffrey is on the board. Uh, they go Saquon Barkley, Lamar Jackson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I'm going, oh, my God, you guys are losing your ever-loving minds. <laughs> I, you better hope that that works out, man, because i it's just really tough to imagine that the value is going to be there. That's pretty crazy to me. Uh, okay. Jamie, the next guy that you have on your list is really interesting to me. Um, I've already actually started to kind of one of my other leagues that I'm in in sleeper because we have an IR spot. I went and picked him up and put him on IR, which I don't think people realize now. I don't, not everybody is available. Not everybody's league has two IR spots like sleeper does and blah, blah, blah. And there's different strategies, but Alshon Jeffrey is a guy that had what do you have? Liz Frank surgery yeah. uh, last, last year, which Jake, you are the, I feel like you're the the driver of, I need to tell y'all how bad Liz Frank is. So maybe I'll go to you first here on this. Alishon Jeffrey still a one. With the philadelphia eagles when he's playing but he had that surgery back in december he has struggled mightily his entire career back in chicago here in philadelphia to ever play 16 games he just doesn't he's not going to he never has we know that going into this year what are your thoughts on on alshon jeffrey and and him showing up on this list
2: with pretty much any other injury i'd say okay put him on ir and watch with this he's a big dude liz you don't come back from liz franks nobody does I don't think there's one guy until a couple other people have done it kind of fast. Adrian Peterson completely broke the mold on coming back from an ac yeah. in eight eight months, and he's the only dude to ever look like that after eight months, right? Like nobody else. I don't think there's that person unless I'm just completely drawing a blank every time we talk about Liz Frank, which seems to be more and more, and it's a lot. Nobody comes back to be the same guy. Period in a story. I'd put him on there and maybe pay attention and watch, but he's a big dude. Plays on crappy grass in Philly. As soon as the weather starts turning around, mid-October, I don't know. I'd probably just – there. there's a couple other guys on my waiver wire. I'd rather look at Greg Ward and Deshaun Jackson if they haven't been drafted in your league to pay attention to than it would Alshon Jeffrey.
0: Jamie, he's, he's scheduled um... – come back, I think, sometime potentially in September, right? He avoided the pup list, is that correct? So he's he could come back in September, maybe end of September, early October. Is that what you're yeah, thinking? Yeah, I, I
1: would say probably closer to early October. Uh, okay. th- the thing w- with Jeffrey here, and this is why you, you didn't need to draft him, but why he's on my, uh, why my speed dial here is I think you, you squeeze the juice out of the orange while you have it, whether that's three games, four games, maybe five games. Um, I just I – w- I, like Jake, have – concerns obviously seeing him coming back and he's not going to stay healthy you're not you know i think even if you get 10 games from him this year i think that is optimistic but what i do like about him is the fact that there isn't an established one there in philadelphia i don't know how healthy deshaun jackson's going to stay by the time we get to the point where alshon jeffrey's back maybe Regier's back at that point i need to see our sega white side take a step forward so when he's been on the field the last few years, he has been really good for you for those brief moments. And I think this is going to be one of those players that by week type fill in when you start to get into, cause he's not, you know, you're not going to, he's not even gonna be back before the bye week start anyway. So he's a guy that could be an interesting bye week fill in, you know, last year he had one, two, he had three 22 plus point fantasy games uh, in the, what did, what did he have here in the nine games he started and finished. I mean, so he has the potential to be a boom player for you. I'm not touching him right now. I'm not picking him up right now. But he's somebody that when he's cleared and if you're in some receiver trouble and he has a good matchup, I I wouldn't be opposed to kind of putting him in my like top 40 receivers that week knowing that he has the potential to get some work while he's still healthy. And then you know you're going to drop him in a couple weeks when he lands back on the injury list.
2: My big thing with this is like I got to see him play first. Because with any injury, it's getting over the mental hurdle, not the physical, okay, you're healed, and the trainers tell you you're okay. But everything I've heard from Liz Frank, guys that have had it, and guys that I know that have had it, is like it takes longer to get past that mental giant hurdle of I'm okay, I can go play fast. And they always come back playing a little hesitant, playing a little slow, taking a little longer to come out of breaks, all that kind of stuff. I'd have to see him play and play pretty well. Like I said, Greg Ward is somebody I'd definitely be paying attention to with having all this receiver trouble. Not a receiver, quarterback in college, but he, he got some chemistry down the stretch last year with Wentz. Really dynamic after he gets the ball in his hands. That's somebody I'd pay attention to if you really want to look at the Philly wide receiver room.
0: Okay. Uh, listen, there's two other names on this list, but I'm not giving them away because you have to go read them on thedraftnetwork.com. Those are the rules. So Jamie had two other players on, on, uh, on his list, and if you want to see those, they're on thedraftnetwork.com. What we are going to get into now is our official picks for the awards for this upcoming NFL season? Love these discussions, lots of excitement. Uh, I watched it this morning on a couple of different NFL shows, they were making their picks, they were all over the map. It was very fun to see where everybody was going, especially defensive player of the year. Was like, wow, some names I was like, whoa, all over the map here. So, we have the bet online odds. In front of me, we're going to kick things off with the MVP discussion. Of course, up at the top, not a big surprise, Patrick Mahomes with the best odds to win the MVP this upcoming season. top three guys here, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, not a big surprise, right? Uh, Jamie, I'll go to you first. Who is your pick to make uh, to win MVP this year? And is there any guy on this list that you look at and you go, "Hmm, pretty good value, Pretty good value for an MVP ticket going into the season.
1: Yeah, I'll give you my prediction and a long shot. So long shot would be 30 to one plus on this one. Uh, I'll be boring. My first, my pick is Mahomes. Um, <laughs> I, I think even though it, 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 it's tough when everybody knows you're great to continue to win awards like this, but I think the league as a collective, and when I say the league as a collective, I mean media, personnel, everybody else wants this, wants Patrick Mahomes to be the face of the league and wants him to succeed. And I don't think they're going to get bored with showering him with accolades like we have seen other MVPs in other sports. Two, he's going to have a damn good season. If he plays 16 games, there's going to to be a really difficult time for anybody to catch him. They're probably going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Probably going to win 14-plus games. He's going to lead the league in passing. He's going to lead the league in passing touchdowns. I mean, it's going to really take either another injury that he suffered like if he did midseason or somebody else having just – a uh, remarkable, unbelievable season to knock him out of that spot. If I'm going to go with a long shot, I like Ben Roethlisberger at 33 to one. It's all about. I I know that's where Jake was going, but this has been my long shot bet, and I ha- I have a bet. I have a five dollar bet on him in on this. Uh, you talk one. You talk about a player that if he plays 16 games, is going to be right up there with the league leaders in passing yards. I think he could actually. Like I think on a per game basis, I projected him higher than even Mahomes. He's going to be on a team that could win that division, is definitely going to win double-digit games if he stays healthy. Uh, There's the narrative behind coming back. There's also narrative behind everybody watched Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodgers attempt to play quarterback last year, and they're going to very much see the contrast in the way the Steelers look now and the way they look toward the end of the year on offense. Uh, so if I had to take one of those picks, and by the way, you're, you're betting on a quarterback. Like, it's going to be a quarterback. So don't, don't put your money anywhere else. Let's just light it on fire, donate it to charity before you put money on anybody but a quarterback winning an MVP uh, in the league, the way the voting happens right now. So Mahomes would be my pick, but that's chalk. I like Roethlisberger value at 33 to 1.
0: Yeah, I think especially knowing that obviously Mahomes did not win MVP last year, right? So there's not this like, oh, we're sick of it mentality that's already built up. Like Lamar won last year, so now Mahomes comes back and has a special year. It's not gonna feel like oh, we're already prepared for this. So Jake, are you going Mahomes with your MVP pick? And I know where you are headed because I saw your reaction uh, on video the second Jake. But it's the listen it it you got to mention it. It's a phenomenal pick because that's a team that could very well end up in the Super Bowl. Would any of us be surprised? I sure wouldn't. Um, so actually I actually love- wrote
2: Roethlisberger down as my MVP.
0: Wow. Okay. I was,
2: because, look, if Mahomes plays 16 games, it doesn't matter who the hell else plays 16 games. You could give everybody else 18. He's probably still going to win it. That's easy. Like, I don't give a shit how good Lamar Jackson is. If they both play 16 games, Patrick Mahomes is better. Head and shoulders Better. It's not even close. Ben at 33-1 to 1 is insane. I'm going to throw another one out there that I like. I don't know where Tom Brady's odds are, but I feel pretty damn good he's going to be in the discussion. And he doesn't have to put up the numbers of the other guys, I don't think, to be in the discussion because he's freaking Tom Brady. So there's probably decent value there. I think Drew Brees is in the same category with, with Tom Brady. And another dark horse is Russell Wilson that's never even gotten a and vote. How is that even possible The Russell Wilson, last year especially, doesn't even get a vote it's back and forth to like week 13 or 14 and does nobody even votes for him that's nuts that would be another dark horse I'd look at I don't think the team's going to be good enough but he has to be so good I think he's in the conversation to talk about for sure it has
1: to be a quarterback though is exactly right if something gets weird and Seattle wins that division I think that he's going to be very much in that conversation so for, for an odds on that right now Brady is tied for third uh 12 to one uh, we have Russell Wilson is fifth at 14 to one. And then the value there of the picture you had was Drew Brees at 25 to one. So it, it's uh, a value. There. I don't hate yeah, that. I, I mean, I, they
2: could win the division. It's a regular season award. It's yes. voted on after week 17 the playoffs don't matter. Drew's going to have to put up decent numbers. So I, I don't hate that one. There's pretty
1: you, good value there. You can also get Taysom Hill at 200 to one. If you want to light your money on fire. Yeah, I'm good. I like my money.
0: I like my money I'd
1: rather bet on
2: Jameis to win it than Taysom Hill oh
0: whoa okay absolutely
1: if Drew Brees gets hurt who do you think is throwing the ball 30 times a game it's not Taysom Hill. James. Nope.
0: <laughs> see and y'all think this podcast is a bunch of haters towards by the James.
1: way I
2: wasn't saying that to be a dick I was being serious like no, I that, know you are Drew happen. Brees gets hurt and, and Jameis will put up some numbers we're oh. not they, James. They might haters. look like last year's but like we're not number. Jameis
1: haters, but no, if you're asking me to compare Jameis Winston to Tom Brady, there's not a discussion to be had. Like, there's, I just, I, you, you have to be able to understand the nuanced difference.
0: <laughs> if you can't understand a dude that has six rings, that has two hands with super roll rings, we, you got issues. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's, I don't want any discussion. Like, this, no discussion. They're not, they're not available. It's not an available discussion. So famous Winston's cruisers. okay not we're not it's nothing nothing mean it's the truth just the fact. sorry everybody all right uh I love I love that we're all on board with uh with Big Ben because I think the more I the more I think about it the more I talk about it the more I look and I'm like yeah I kind of love that one the Russell Wilson conversation though Jake from last year is so insane to me that he didn't receive a vote like I just not one see- like, I, you just, I need 30 seconds to, to just be like, Russell Wilson, you're so underappreciated, man. Like, your team last year at the end of the year, like, that last game, him being – that, like, him, them being a half a yard away from knocking the, the Niners stacked loaded team off of the one seed with, like, a broken-down Seattle Seahawks at the end of the year is enough for me to be like, he's an MVP.
2: All because like, of the, him. Yeah, it's
0: all yes, all because of him.
2: They suck without him. We've talked about that. Like, it's all him. By the way, Roethlisberger, like, the comeback player of the year is going to be a freaking – really, like, Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger. Save me the Cam Newton's got it locked up, Marcus Spears. Kiss my ass. Like, no, come on. No, He might be in the conversation if he plays out of his mind and is healthy, but that he has it wrapped up over Roethlisberger who's going to throw for 5,000 yards, and so is Stafford if if they're healthy. On better – Detroit's probably better than New
1: England. Like, come on, man. No, no way what one, one thing i would caution and here's my only worry about anybody betting on comeback player of the year i can see a campaign rallying around if alex smith gets in a game that they will rally and give him the vote so i if you're gonna bet on this i would be careful because that i think there's you know because yes. honestly i wouldn't blame anybody for that i don't think that's necessarily wrong but i'm saying if you're going to put actual money on the line be aware that that is going to be a fact yeah, you're going to This wasn't my prop
2: bet. I was just simply saying, yeah. for conversation's sake, it's going to be a hell of a race to see oh, who Oh, it wins should be between the th- the that's, those that's two in theory.
1: Be. I mean, those will be – Yeah, especially understand. if Detroit's better than we expect because Detroit always seems to, like, to get out hot and then something crazy happens. Like, if Anybody everything else clicks – else is out of the conversation, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It- it's going to be a very close race, but Jamie, you bring the, a good, like there's a outlier chance and it would, nobody should be like, it had to be one of those things where you're like, man, like I'm upset about my hundred dollars being lost, but like, it's incredible what Alex Smith did. So just like avoid being that person because like, well, there's a good chance that could happen. Like, I would not could play like
1: one game That's exactly over right. 200 yards and win it. That's 100%. what's, and, and the, by the way, the books are smart to that. He's the favorite right now plus 300 wow. so that's what i'm saying like there's i would i'm cautious about that ben roethlisberger right behind him it's like right behind him is roethlisberger newton and stafford but um you know it, but it's just like be aware like i think that's going to be a factor and you know roethlisberger could throw for you know 4,800 yards but that might not matter if we're going to go lead into the narrative which again i'm fine with given what he came back from i understand it it's also like it's a cool award it's not one of those like legacy awards so i, I i'm fine with going a narrative like this but just be aware if you're putting your money on the line
0: no that makes a ton of sense all right defensive player of the year this one is the one that i found the most interesting in that the names that i watched um good morning football i watched another a couple other shows on nfl network this morning kind of like all over the place discussing this award um so up at the top here aaron donald no surprise jake i'll let you go first on this one uh, who is your pick to win Defensive Player of the Year, and do you have a long shot?
2: I don't think I was going to say Chandler Jones, but I don't think Arizona is going to win enough games and their defense is going to suck. Other than him, I'd love to say T.J. Watt because I think the Steelers' defense is going to be legit with Ben back. They're going to be out there a bunch. I'm going to go Miles. The Steelers, yeah, I love Jamie's reaction right there. Snack yep, one for you.
0: I
1: think he could break the sack record, and if he does, I think he wins it.
0: All right. Jamie, what are you yeah, going he, with?
1: He's, he's been progressing. He's been heading in the right direction with those sack numbers. I, I think if he – look, you – I know Stefan Gilmore won it last year, but more often than not, you're, you're looking for an elite sack player in this spot. Miles Garrett's been trending in that right direction. That defense is going to be better um, than it was before. The team's going to be better than it was before, the way they operate. And I think being out there less often, particularly with a more run-heavy ball control offense under Stefanski, is going to play right into their hands. Uh, the extra playoff spot will help because I think that's that might be enough to get Cleveland into a wild card spot, which, again, shouldn't be a factor, but it's going to be a factor. Uh, I, I like Miles Garrett here. It's, this, this one's tough. I think always betting on this, this one. He's got to stay healthy,
2: though, right? Like, that's the, one that's the he thing. Has, he he's got to prove. If he, if he cuts yeah. down some mistakes and stays healthy, I literally think he could break the sack record. I mean, when he's healthy and plays like four weeks in a row, he's just a freaking monster. But I think he's yep. learned from some stuff. He's probably matured from everything from last year. Gotta cut down the jumping off sides and some of the mistakes, stops the run very well. But like if they could just turn him loose, you know, and look, I didn't want to be a homer, but like Shaq Barrett, I think, is gonna be up there again, playing that defense. He's coming after you every single play. I didn't want to like name Tom Brady and all these freaking bucks, but like he's another name worth throwing out there. It's just like quarterbacks. It's gonna be a pass rusher this year. And you gotta mention Aaron Donald. Obviously.
0: uh, obviously he's always in and, and my boy khalil mac obviously yeah we're not we're not uh we're not great we're not point just, i don't know i don't know
2: how we talk about pass rushers at this point we don't talk about the
1: best in the league
0: yeah not, and i'm gonna I, deny I, our guy
1: mac's interesting one this year too because he's gonna get legitimate help with robert quinn on the other side and i, I oh there's there's our there's our intern with his khalil mac jersey um, but yeah, having a legit other option on the outside there, I think is going to be, could help free things up a little bit, as much as you can ever free things up for Khalil Mack.
0: Very, listen, we're very excited to watch Khalil Mack, as we always are. I want to throw some names out to you guys that I heard on on, on Good Morning Football, mostly because there's a Buccaneers player that Jake did not mention. I, um, I
2: wanted to. I, I was Devin, a dancer, wasn't going to name two. It was hard to name one. Devin White.
0: Devin White. Devin White was the pick for two of the people on Good Morning Football, and man, as much as I, like I love that pick, I think it's it's exciting and it's fun and it's a little bit off the radar. And you're like, okay, the obviously the the Tom Brady effect also matters in this aspect because these awards tend to be teams that people watch a little more, pay more attention to. That's the reason the Arizona Cardinals, like Chandler Jones, probably has been the defensive player of the year and hasn't gotten the award because the team wasn't very good and not a lot of primetime games and all that. That all factors in. Well, guess what? Devin White is going to be in primetime a lot. He's going to have an opportunity to do that. And I don't even see him on this list. Like, I don't, I don't even By the way, Paige, before you even let see if
2: he's on the list, he's not the best linebacker on the team yet. No, and I, look. Yes. Look, he scores. Also that. The, the, thing, the thing with Devin is, though, Devin's lab would have four plus four or five sacks, three or four picks, fumble recoveries for touchdowns that he had last year, plus 140 tackles. It's a Luke Kuechly-esque style that he plays with. But if Levante David just plays like he normally plays for the last nine years, he's an all-pro and a pro bowler, which has never – it's happened like once. But he puts up insane numbers. Devin's not even the best. By, and I look, I love me some Devin White. He flies around. He's a little faster than Levante. But Levante, he's not even the best linebacker on the team yet.
1: It's a Thank futile you. conversation because off-ball linebackers don't win this award.
2: Not in a while. You got to have. You got to have insane numbers. You gotta have doesn't have to go with picks.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. On Mostly, prime
2: time, which yeah. they're going to be in. So I can see why people would put him in the conversation.
0: Mostly, I'm really happy that you said what needed to be said was. Um, respectfully to Devin White uh Levante David's still on the team and like please just show me that you're the best defensive player on your team before we're talking about you as the defensive player of the year let alone the best defensive player at your position on the team like there's a lot of steps that have to happen I'm not saying they can't happen but like big I was like okay this is an interesting one so that's why I wanted to bring it out because I wanted to get Jake's Jake's take on uh, whether or not Devin White would have uh, an opportunity to, uh, to, to jump into that conversation.
1: So one long shot then I want to throw out there at 40 to one uh, is the returning Bradley Chubb. Uh, I, I think oh. that could be a very interesting uh, value play. He's got a lot has to go, right? He has to show he can get, he can get back up from injury, but in that, in that Vic Fangio defense, uh, you know, he, Uh, To that same
2: point, Von Miller's got to be in this discussion because Bradley Chubb is is back. And the exact same thing we talked about for Khalil Mack, having Quinn on the other side, like – Yeah, Miller's a 20-1. to Von's getting up there, but, like, that's – all those – look, we didn't even mention Joey Bosa. We didn't mention Nick Bosa. They're both going to be freaking monsters if they play 16 games. Like, the defensive player of the year could be – I think it's probably a stronger race than MVP. There's probably five quarterbacks that could win win MVP, but there's – 12 dudes
0: that could win defensive player mm-hmm. of the year. I mean it's Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, JJ Watt, TJ Watt, Chandler Jones, Joey. JJ Watt has no
1: chance. No. JJ Watt, I know. he's seven years old and he's living that's off main bag. No, that's it's the public drives up that price. They're, that's ridiculous. But
2: zero chance. Just like oh, okay. Dak Prescott has zero chance of winning
0: the MVP. Ooh, I like that one. That's okay. All right. I would really like to dive into that conversation for Cowboys Of The five fans.
2: quarterbacks that could win it, he ain't won.
0: Woo. All right. By the way, uh,
2: what I said about the Cowboys is starting to happen. Lyle Collins IR, Sean Lee IR. They're starting to go in places they can't afford to lose dudes.
0: And that's Holy the P we- people. Sorry, Dallas. Zeke uh, has a
2: better chance of winning the MVP than Dak. That's a take.
0: I love this take. We're on fire today. These are <laughs> this is exactly what I was looking for on today's podcast. To Starts to start the week off really. Mostly to fire up Cowboys fans, because there is nothing that I enjoy more than watching Dallas squirm. And man, that is not going to make them happy to see that. But Zeke, that dude—they built the offense around him. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, let's talk defensive rookie of the year, which I know you guys will not be surprised to see the dude that's up at the top of this list, uh, Chase Young up at the top of the list. The honestly, the the second guy in this list is the one that surprises me. Um. I'm excited about today. Simmons, but him being number two on this list because of the Arizona Cardinals and their defense and how they say they're going to use him. I don't know. A little thrown for that one. Not a surprise that Chase Young is number one on this list. Jamie, I'll let you go first. Who do you like for your rookie of the year?
1: I like Chase Young, but that, that, that's chalk again. I just think the yep. sack numbers he's going to put up in that front is just going to be crazy. Cause they're going to come after guys. Who do you double on any given play? You're not, there's a million first rounders there. Rivera's going to send them out. So I think he's going to get it, but there's no value there. Uh, I'm going to steal Jake's thunder before he could say it. So I'm going to go my value pick at 25 to one. That's Antoine Winfield jr. That guy is going to make every, <laughs> that guy is going to make, Jake just screamed into this muted mic there. Uh, that guy is going to make a ton of freaking plays this year and they're going to be splash plays. He's going to be both a splash player and an actual and real life football. Great player as well. Uh, love that pick. We talked about that coming out of the draft. He is going to make a major impact in a secondary that literally nobody's paying attention to again, because apparently the only people that listen to our show are the ones that pay attention to Tampa secondary beyond, you know, week seven of last year. Uh, I love that pick a lot. I would actually at the value, I would take Winfield at 25 to one over chase young at two to one. I got nothing. I got nothing. Jamie's like I'm gonna steal his thunder. It's like there's no way in hell he's
2: picking my dude right here. Yeah. And he you does. Love, Look, Chase I love, I love Young is, is the same as that conversation as Mahomes. If he plays, he wins. But you want some you want stylistically Antoine Winfield Jr. take Buda Baker and Tyron Matthew and throw him in a blender and have that kid grow up with a dad that played 15 years. That's Antoine Winfield Jr. He's been named the starter in that secondary. He's gonna play all over this defense for Todd Bowles. By the way, both of those dudes played in that defense and were pretty damn successful. But he's kind of like the perfect hybrid of both of those guys. I think he's going to be – Jamie just alluded to perfectly. Real-life football, splash plays all over the place. Smart, smart, smart player, but he's a ball hawk. Buddha Baker just is the, now the highest-paid safety in the NFL. Doesn't have a pick yet. Antoine Winfield ain't going through week four without a pick.
0: Oops, I like gonna that t- one.
2: They're going to test him. He's the young guy back yeah. there. By the way, ESPN, the 32nd best secondary in the league. Not I been watching I, that. Gotta, I don't even have anything for that, how bad that is.
0: NFL.com.
2: Oh, was it, NFL.
0: it? it was even NFL. That
2: well, makes NFL. more sense then.
0: Yeah, NFL NFL Network ran NFL.com 32nd rank ago. That's interesting, NFL. Obviously not watching the tape. Very the, the, interesting. the Giants are
2: better in secondary? The Texans are better in the secondary?
0: It's, no. uh, it's very interesting. There's a lot of the Raiders
2: law. are better in the secondary.
1: There,
0: there's many. You come can on, going. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not great. I understand uh, saying
1: okay. they're they're unproven over the long term and they're young, but they're are nowhere near the worst secondary in the league. Like no.
2: that's just that's just now when your pass rushers are that good, like you're gonna make plays and when you're those not guys even gonna make plays. Like Carl by the, the Davis, way, Jamil this is a D. tough one for plays. me. I had nobody else even come to mind, other than Chase Young and Antoine Winfield Jr. Like I, like there was nobody like popping out like no. eh, guys can make plays like it's, it's gonna be an interesting this one is kind of like if chase young plays 14 games he wins it but it's kind of open the air other than that
1: yeah yeah because it, it was like there was a lot of like off-ball linebackers a lot of corners and those guys just it's tough for them to win those awards. Like, you know, yeah. you're looking at guys that are going to get sacks, looking at guys that are going to get picks and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Duggar in in New England is a guy to watch it at late odds, but like it's, he's got a He'd learning to curve to get over. For
2: touchdowns and they give him credit. Yeah. For that is like I just
1: can't see it. I mean, I think it's going to be chase young. I just, and we all do, but there's no value there. So if you want to, like a, I said, look, he's a, a
2: freaking monster and maybe the best prospect to play on the defensive line, outside linebackers. Including Miles Garrett, I, all he is just—if you watch the freaking stuff coming out of their preseason training camp, he's a flipping monster. Yeah, an absolute monster who is going to be like Jamie's. Who do you double? You can't. I mean, they have like
1: they're like seven deep.
2: <laughs> you just try to run it on them and play action, and then hope your quarterback's athletic enough to buy an extra second. I, I don't know. Washington
1: Washington's going to be an extremely problematic six and 10 team. Not for the reasons they're normally problematic, but like on the football field problematic of yeah, that's, that's a team probably, that's yeah. going to cause a lot of problems. I, I, again, I don't, I don't think they're a playoff team or anything like that, but that team is going to win six games and they're, you're going to look at them on the schedule every week and go, we're going to have to grind this out. The problem get, is I think any, they're going to be out
2: there a lot. Cause I think this offense is going to go three and out a lot. Yeah, They got to figure out what the hell they want to do offensively. Until they do, they're going to lean on this defense, but they're going to put them on the field more than they need to be out there, and that's how they're going to lose those games. But I think they're going to be in a lot of close games. If they can run the ball decent, man, you do not want to play this team.
0: Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> Jamie just slipped one in there, and I'm like, man, I hope people pay attention sometimes. <laughs> because it's just one of those things, like you really got to be dialed in <laughs> to hear some of the jokes that are happening. Uh, okay. Offensive player of the year. Are you going uh, Mahomes wins the MVP and he wins offensive player of the year as the top two guys on this list are the same as the MVP guys, Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, Jamie. The,
1: my my advice don't bet on offensive player of the year because there's this weird thing that, that sometimes what they'll do is they won't give the MVP, the offensive player of the year, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So this one is, it's tough to handicap this one. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the odds right now. They're all very, very similar. I mean, you have a a little bit better chance of a running back winning this award, but I just don't think that's going to happen this year. Uh, I would, I mean, I, I'd still go with Mahomes, but and kind of like hedge your bets a little bit. But otherwise, I, I would pass on this one because I, I, I don't the think comeback there's any way to player of that. the year.
2: Yeah, I can see the comeback player. I can see Ben winning this and the comeback player of the year, and Mahomes winning MVP. Okay. Because say okay. Mahomes is the number one seed and Ben's second in the league in passing and touchdowns, and they're like, hey, we'll, we'll give Mahomes MVP and we'll give Ben the comeback player of the year and the offensive player of the year. I, I totally well, see that that happening. He's, yeah.
0: he's 66 to one odds, so pretty good odds. So, so wait,
2: he has double the odds to win – or double worse worst odds to win offensive player of the yeah. year than he does to win MVP?
0: Yes.
2: He goes from 33 to 66? Then yeah, I'm all in on that. There, that's, that's that's beyond value. Yeah,
0: that's the uh, I'm scrolling. Oh, look, if
2: Lamar plays 15, 16 games, it's a clean sweep across the board. Nobody has a chance.
0: Yeah, nobody.
2: I don't care how good they all play the same amount. He's the best player with the most hype. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh,
0: it's it's Mahomes deserves it up at the Other top. than
2: Brady, like that's that's another one I can see. Okay, they give Mahomes the MVP. Brady's the yeah. offensive player of the year. Because Could be. it's freaking Tom Brady, right? I can see yeah, that. For
0: yeah. sure. Especially depending on how many, you know, how, what he throws for and all that stuff. But I like that, I like that Ben pick there because if he doesn't, if he ends up not doing enough to bump Mahomes because Mahomes is so special, right? That it's like you can't bump Mahomes from MVP. Like, that, if they're,
2: they're going to go that finish. way, that, like last year, it would have been nice. Okay. Lamar wins MVP. Russell Wilson wins Offense Player of the Year.
0: Yeah.
2: But he didn't even get a freaking vote. But like that's kind of the conversation we're having. It does happen occasionally, but it's just stupid because they're like, Well, let's not give them both awards. Yeah, you yeah. win the MVP and you're on offense, you're winning offensive player of the damn year.
0: For sure. It, like, that it's that ought
2: to be a guarantee.
0: Yeah, it's kind of chalk at that point. Although last year, wasn't it McCaffrey that won offensive player of the year? So it kind of made sense, right? Yeah. It's like you're you, you kinda of deserve like he deserved it because he's not the MVP, but oh my God. As Jamie
2: said the only way other positions get in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. And he he was he's in that I can see Saquon being in that mix. I don't think they're going to win enough games, but if he plays 16 games, his numbers could be ridiculous.
0: Yep, not, not, a, not a big surprise there. Um, offensive rookie of the year, last one here. Listen, the guy at the top of the list is, I mean, everyone and their mother is probably get, betting on this one. Uh, Clyde edwards helaire up at the top of the list. Uh, number two on that list, Joe Burrow. Uh, Jake, I'll let you take this one first. Who's your offensive rookie of the year?
2: I'm going smoking Joe Burrow and I'm saying he's gonna put up a lot bigger numbers than Kyler Murray did last year. Including including picks. But their defense is awful. Their offensive line is not great. We've talked about all but dude, this dude's boxy and the crap coming out of his mouth, if he actually believes the shit that comes out of his mouth, I love this kid, man. And I don't know why he wouldn't, because he had the greatest year anybody's ever had of college football. Yeah. But like I'm gonna treat every day like it's a Super Bowl, every play like it's the last. Like I, I love it. If he actually plays like that. And can stay healthy i think you puts up some insane numbers they got they got dudes i mean we, we talk about the, the weapons on this team we didn't even bring up Auden tate who apparently had a phenomenal freaking preseason joe mixon's now happy and got paid like i don't think it's a runaway from clyde edwards Lair at all
0: yeah no i, I think that's yeah it's listen that hype train if
2: daryl williams is a thing for like five or six weeks and the touches are limited the numbers are limited and Burrow goes out, and I, Burrow's going to have a game where he throws, like, 480 and four touchdowns. He might have three picks in the same game, but he's going to have one of those games where it's just flying all over the place, and you go, and it's a highlight reel it's a, everywhere. Plus,
0: it's a, it's a running back versus a quarterback. I mean, if Joe Burrow is, like, halfway special this year, it, oh, Edward Salerno, it's not. It's just not the – But not I love comparable. the way it's
2: listed. C.E.H. is number one, and Burrow's number two on your list. Yeah. Burrow's a better bet. He's a quarterback, but I love that bet because everybody's got buying the hype. Fantasy and real world for CEH.
0: I think yeah. we're going to be set up for a for a real disappointment on that. I don't know. It's my one feeling about like
1: I think he's going like, to he have, have a good, good year. year. I just think people have set the expectations on him at, at unattainable level. Yeah. Like I still I think he you. could be an RB1. I'll
2: tell you one I think could but, be interesting. There has to be a, a um an injury to the Rams, but Van Jefferson. Love that. I pick. think could put up some 100 to really, one. I think he could put up some. If, now, I think he could put up decent numbers with 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 Woods and, and Cup playing. But if one of them gets hurt, people, we, we didn't talk about this. I love this kid, man. His dad, Sean Jefferson, played with me in Atlanta my rookie year. It was like that old. He played like 17 years old veteran. We're in the, high, we're in the cold tub together. And he was just that, that dude that wanted to talk football and help a young guy along with that has now been a phenomenal receiver coach ever since he got done playing for like 18 years now. That's his freaking dad. Like the dude knows the position. He plays multiple positions. I like that one. I think he could put up some numbers and I think they're going to have to throw a ton. I think golf could put up big passing yard numbers. That one could be
1: interesting too. If there's one player that's going to have that like Terry McLaurin, like meteoric rise that people are kind of talking about, but not really going into the year, it's Van Jefferson at the wide receiver yeah. spot. Like I, I'm, I'm all in on him, uh, and 101 to one on rookie of the year odds. If you wanted to get him there, uh, Joe Burrow is the pick, and he's the value now because at, at, two months ago he was like plus one hundred five or even minus odds on favorite on some places for offensive rookie of the year. Now you can get him at three to one. Um, so I, I love that value there. Edwards is gonna have a really good year. He's just, I don't think he's going to have a Kareem hunt rookie year. And that's what everybody's just automatically assuming is going to happen. Uh, another kind of long shot. I kind of like, uh, is Zach Moss at 33 to one, if these fumbling issues that Devin Singletary has continue to be a thing, he does have a little bit of an injury history thinking about lead running back on a playoff caliber team, maybe a division winning team. That's going to get a lot of looks inside the red zone, especially if they want Josh Allen to carry the ball less in those situations. Uh, 33 to one. I think that's a that's a worthy flyer to take.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I like that one, Jamie. That's a that's an interesting one, and I love the fact that Joe Burrow is value. Like, isn't the favorite? Like, it's still not. It's not a great bet, but he's still not the favorite. So, I, I mean, the Clyde edwards Hilaire stuff. I'm. I, I want to be very clear here. I think he's going to have a good year. I just think that everybody is so over. Like the hype train left the tracks. Three weeks ago. Like, it's so far off the tracks. We can't see it anymore because it's so out of control. Like, it is it is so far away from reality. I just – I don't I don't understand.
2: If his I, rookie I, year is 80% of crane Hunt's, he probably wins this.
0: Crane yeah.
1: Hunt's rookie year was unprecedented. It was
0: insane. Yeah. yeah. like.
2: I,
1: but that's the expectation right now. Like, uh, people are taking him top five, top six in fantasy drafts. Like, I uh,
0: – Someone took him over Christian yeah. McCaffrey. I am losing my he damn. He went four
1: life. in our in our in our TDM premium league. Like,
0: and I thought I just, that I think, was ridiculous.
1: I just think you need the absolute one hundred percent best case scenario, no flaws, for that to pay off.
0: I just i I was listening. i was sitting with my mom. I'm watching. I'm watching Good Morning Football, and I think I did like three laps around the house because I was so just like. What is happening? Like fantasy football, like this, this chalk, like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, like you should. And I'm sitting here. And I'm going, well, none of you listen to the podcast, obviously, because you took Lamar Jackson in it two, right? That's that's how this went. It went Saquon Barkley, Lamar Jackson, Clyde edwards solaire
2: When did Kay pick?
0: Probably after that. Yeah, and she I'll probably got Chris, she probably got Christian McCaffrey at like five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, I was like, this is this is ridiculous. I was very upset, and as I said, taking laps. Uh, okay, final thoughts on today's pod, uh, because this time, by if you're listening to the podcast on Wednesday, you're going to be listening to us preview Thursday night football. Man, it feels good to say out loud. Jake, you're you're up first. Final thoughts. Uh, MVP
2: is up to five guys, and defensive player of the year could be a hell of a lot of fun. Like yeah. the more we sat here and talked about it, like we didn't even mention last year's defensive player of the year in the conversation, which mm-hmm. I don't think he has a chance to win it either. Cause that defense isn't going to be as good as they were. And he was ridiculous. I think he'll be as good, but uh, it's just going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And man, look, we're going to find out about Ceh, Mr. Hilaire on Thursday night uh, and then it's coming quick and it's going to be freaking awesome. I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Very excited. Very excited. Jamie, your final thoughts.
1: And uh, I'm, I'm happy that we got here. We got to week one. Um, It didn't always look like we would get to this point uh, even as early as a month ago or two months ago. So I'm glad we're at this point. I'm really looking forward to it. And most of you now have either drafted already or finishing up your drafts here tonight on Labor Day. Uh, Just get, I'm getting ready for the new season. I'm excited for the overreaction theater that is to come after the first game where we have two days to evaluate every single nook and cranny of the kansas city houston game uh but i would just say just be ready Uh, i'm excited to see like i will talk more about that thursday game on our show on wednesday but there's a lot of really interesting storylines in the game particularly in both backfields for fantasy purposes there's a lot of new uh, and there's a lot of production up for grabs for those two teams so i'm really excited to see how they get things rolling this year
0: yeah, the final thoughts here for me, Jamie, as you're saying that I'm going, man, it will be a long 48 hours if the Chiefs lose to the Texans. <laughs> it will be, it's, it's it not will even be a long 48 hours if that like happens.
1: Edwards-Alaire, which I'm, I'm trying to not pronounce the H. I'm going to have to break myself in throughout the season here. But if he has, let's say, 10 carries for 48 yards and three catches for 30 yards and doesn't score – you're gonna I'm just gonna watch fantasy Twitter burn to the ground even though that's a, not a terrible game like it's yeah. just it's Daryl Williams is gonna come in on a third down on the second drive oh, and Twitter's gonna wait. lose its mind I and, can't and, wait. and I'm just I'm just waiting I'm preparing by the way Daryl Williams is if you play like if you play on DraftKings – and you uh, I forgot what the game is where you only play the one night with the captain a captain showdown or something of that nature Daryl Williams is 1800 by the way it's like the lowest lowest priced player in the draft uh, of that so for those of you that do play dsf uh scroll all the way down because if you want to go with like a stars and scrubs method uh he's basically free yeah
0: that's i love that that's that's a great part of i might be
2: more for i hope ceh because it's so much easier to say has like 320 total yards and is like number one in fantasy but doesn't have more than eight to week seven No more than eight points for the next six weeks after having like 90 in week one. I'm I'm here for all of Sammy Watkins? I have him on one of the teams. Yes, (laughs) Sammy Watkins. Watkins. That's exactly why I said it, Jamie. Sammy Watkins (laughs) last year. Because I can totally see Andy scheming it up for him to have a monster first half and it just continued.
0: Who was the tight end that played the Cardinals that opening week? One of the rookie tight ends. Hawkinson. Hawkinson that went off, went off, and people lost their damn minds, and then he was no one could He never gone, did anything
1: and else, at it. every tight end that played them the rest of the Literally season. Literally every tight end.
0: Did not By the, way, the uh, top 12 G- after George, that.
1: George Kittle, week one, home versus Arizona.
0: Oh. Good luck,
2: Isaiah
1: Simmons. L-O-L.
2: Welcome to the NFL.
0: Welcome to the NFL, big dog. Good luck with that one. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and that's our I was saying. I'm rooting for a little bit of chaos. I want one of these, these storylines to just blow up for 48 hours before Sunday. Either the, the Texans right, or CEH is terrible or the opposite, what Jake said, where he just goes absolutely insane and people lose their minds. Like I just want hella storylines. There are
1: right. legitimately four players in this game that the fantasy community is just primed and ready to shoot to the moon. Edward DeLaire, Michael Hardman, yes. David Johnson and Will Fuller. Wow. If any yep. one of those four guys has a big game, we're only going to hear about that player for the next 48 hours and then like next 6 weeks. Like those are the four guys that like everybody is sitting and they are waiting to hit to push play on that tweet. Like I, I am, like in that game.
0: I I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm like just beaming. I can't stop smiling because I'm so excited that football is here. And I have to say this because I'm laughing so hard. Our intern Hank is also a Bears uh, fan like I am. And he sends me. He's a many- nutty,
2: shy town. You should mention homer- that, by the way. at least semi-rational talking about the Bears. Yes, but here's Hank's the nuts. thing.
0: Here's the thing. There is nothing in this world, not as a Bears fan. Like this is like draft Twitter meets Bears Twitter. This is why I root for this. Because it's not just like people that don't like the Bears that root against Mitch. It's like all of NFL draft Twitter that roots against Mitch. So there's an added bonus here. If Mitch goes out and throws six touchdowns against the Lion, Hank, you better just push promote on every tweet I send because it will be fire. I Mitch, will be obnoxious if that happens. I'm here for all of that. My, oh all
1: of that. I, I love Mitch. He's not throwing six touchdowns against the Nittany Lions, okay? <laughs> like, let's, let's be realistic here. But I do think we need to mention that Mitchell Trubisky's name named the starter since we have talked about him so much on this podcast. Jake wrote a whole column about why he should be the starter. He is going to be the starter, which is, by the way, excellent news for anybody that has Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. That's really excellent news.
0: Yes, it's excellent news for people who rostered A-Rob or an Anthony Miller. It's also excellent news if you sit in the camp uh, that Jake Arians and, and I sit in, which is let Mitch have the opportunity to win to win. Let him go Let Mitch cook.
2: By the way, they didn't let Mitch Mitch do anything. Mitch earned the job.
0: That's exactly Like I
2: said he would do if they took the contracts out of the way. I'm happy for him that he did it. Apparently, he was pretty impressive the whole preseason.
0: Listen, Mitch go out there, big dog. If you, uh, he throws, he just has a decent game, and I'm going to be obnoxious. Like, I just, NFL draft quitter, this has nothing to do with, it's like, it's so.
2: Dude, just throw two or three picks and win on the road. Period. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love
0: it. Can't, can't wait for it. Very excited. Well, I've can't got thoughts on so that
1: all. game for our Friday show.
0: Oh, I've boy. got Here thoughts. I'm, you've got thoughts. Let's, that's a good teaser. That is a good teaser. Jamie, tell everybody they can follow you so they can, you know, see these thoughts on Twitter at some point.
1: Well, I'll leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> you can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. And by the way, my week one rankings drop tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern. Go on to draftnetwork.com. All of the rankings. Uh, for week one, we'll be out there. So check those out if you're already looking to, for a little bit of lineup advice to start the year.
0: Yeah, very excited um, to see where everybody, where Jamie's got everybody ranked and mostly excited to see our Zeny and premium lead continue to snipe Jamie by taking his own advice, which has been uh, very funny to watch. Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on Twitter?
2: Jake B. That's why I'm glad you didn't ask me my waiver wire speed dial like out there one i'm like i don't want to even say it because somebody's gonna go do it right now as soon as we we put this out oh, and i'm glad yeah. I did. i'm gonna hold on to that one
0: yeah they're, they're snipe city over happening and it's yes. tv and fantasy premium league it's, it's been a lot of fun so when and, and things haven't even kicked off it's yet. not like uh, we can
2: really hold back we have the show for that reason but yeah, we're in we the league to- with all these people that listen and they yeah. want to go do our own stuff
0: it's very funny. It's very funny. You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on both Twitter and Instagram. You should follow the show at TDN fantasy and make sure you check out everything we're talking about. Jake's column about Mitch, Jamie's got rankings coming out. We've got a lot of phenomenal content for week one in the NFL at the draftnetwork.com.
1: Thank you for listening to believe.